2: Good evening and welcome to the Uzur Huddle podcast. Sorry, we had started, power went out, had to restart. Um, I don't know why my power went out. It's gorgeous here. Uh, probably something in the neighborhood. Maybe crazy driver hit hit a hole or something. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully the power stays on, uh, and we could do we could finish the show. But we were talking about Indiana's defense uh, along with TJ Inman. Uh, we talked about the secondary. Jonathan Crawford back headlines of that group. Uh, you bring in a a lot of depth with uh, at corner with uh, Sean Riggins, uh, Raheem Lane, uh, Andre Brown, and then uh, Jalen Williams could be the freshman there. You also have Reese Taylor has been splitting time on offense and defense. Uh, he's been a quarterback. He's uh, or a cornerback. He's looked good as well. Um, and then you we we mentioned the the freshman in. Uh, Brian Fitzgerald, Jawan Burgess uh, back there, along with Khalil Bryant at safety. They go too deep, TJ, at every single uh, position uh, in in that secondary. Do you agree?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, uh, another guy, Devin Monster-Matthews, potential contributor to safety, Jordan Jusovic could chip in there as well. Those are probably guys that ideally uh, you get four games and are able to redshirt them. Um, you know, hopefully don't have a rash of injuries there and you don't have to rely on them. But uh, very talented group, very athletic group. Uh, You have to love the physicality uh, that you get from Brian Fitzgerald. Uh, You know, he's a big hitter, uh, very explosive player. And then Crawford, you know, I think that the biggest thing for him, he's in position a lot to make plays, and he's really good at that. Uh, He needs to convert a couple of those in positions to interceptions, Uh, you know, force those takeaways. uh, And Crawford's a guy that has the ability to do that. He'll put himself in position to get four or five picks. He's just got to come up with them. Uh, And that, you know, one or two of those during the season could be the difference between, you know, five wins and seven wins for this ball club. Uh, So I think Crawford's certainly the leader of that group. And, 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 I think the corner's potentially, uh, potentially, you'll know, lack an elite guy. I think Jalen Williams can develop into that. Uh, Aishon Riggins could be that guy, maybe. Uh, and Andre Brown, I know, is a guy that the coaches really trust. Um, so, really, not too many concerns about this group, even if you're being pessimistic. Uh, I think it's a it's a very good group that, Overall, it brings a level of athleticism that Indiana has not had secondary at any point during my time as an IU fan.
2: Yeah, and you bring up a good point about the turnovers. Indiana was minus minus, you know, 13, I yeah. think, on the season uh, for the turnovers. They did not create the takeaways that Tom Allen wanted. I think they, they averaged just right. over one takeaway a game. They only had four picks. Uh, they need everybody, not just John Everybody needs to start making plays on the ball when that ball's in the air uh, and able to get picked. Not only does that keep, you know, swing momentum of of the game, it also allows your defense to get off the field. A lot of people have talked about the pace of the offense, tiring out the defense. Well, a good way for the defense to get off the field is by picking off passes, and if they could uh, do that then they should be well-rested, set up the offense to get points, and and become uh, successful. Uh, Let's move on to the linebacker group. Uh, We were talking as the power went out uh, about the two awesome surprises that IU football fans uh, got heading into the season. Raquan Jones, who was a redshirt junior last year, went through senior day. It looked like he was going to give up uh, playing college football. Uh, at least at, at Indiana, um, that he he is back. He announced in in the in the in June that he was coming back, uh, and he's back now. He had depth, uh, a veteran guy who's played a lot of uh, a lot of football for IU uh, is back. And then you've got the best surprise of the summer probably was announced on media day when T.D. Roof, a linebacker transfer from Georgia Tech, um, deemed eligible to play this year. And then now you add two guys who played Power 5 football, uh, a lot of Power 5 football as well, they're back in the mix. And it makes that, that linebacker that much different, uh, that much deeper too. Uh, so guys like Mike McGinnis get, get pushed down a spot. Rayquan Jones probably gets pushed down a spot. Uh, and then you ha- it gives these young guys a little bit more of a uh, a longer leash to get their feet wet and become productive uh, young players. How do you see uh, the linebacker group uh, shaking out?
1: I mean, it, it certainly is a much rosier outlook uh, now than it was prior to T.D. Roof and Damian Willis uh getting into the fold. I mean, for Willis, it's coming back, and for T.D. Roof, it's uh, getting eligibility. Um, I mean, T.D. Roof is a uh, potential playmaker, potential um, pass rusher, really, a guy that can create some havoc in the backfield. This is something Indiana needs. Uh, I see him as kind of your stinger uh, linebacker, which for IU is sort of the, the outside linebacker in simplest terms. Uh, Willis, more of the Mike linebacker or the interior linebacker, uh, stronger against the run than he is the pass. Um, Micah McFadden is a player that Kane well uh really heaped praise on today uh, when he was talking about the linebackers. Uh, McFadden sounds like a player that, I mean, he was hyper productive uh, at Plant High School in Tampa, Florida and that appears to be carrying over where he's just a player that makes tackles and makes plays, might not have the um, most impressive uh, athleticism, but as a player that just knows how to play football. He's a coach's son that just gets the job done. McFadden um, has worked his way into, a, uh, into the linebacker rotation. It sounded like he would play uh, early in Austin, uh, which is a surprise to me. Uh, entering the spring, I would not have expected that. Um, It sounds like he's ahead of McGinnis and Mo Burnham right now. That might not be the case, but that's that's what it sounded like today. Uh, And then, you know, a guy that I think is going to play quite a bit as the season goes on is James Miller. Um, You know, just a very, very good athletic linebacker that if he can develop and, uh, you know, understand the defense, I think he can be a great player for Indiana uh, very soon. So linebacker was a concern, uh, and it, it still is a little bit because a lot of these guys are unproven. However, I feel much better about it now than I did at the start of spring practice, uh, and I think you've got a good mix of uh, veteran ability uh, with Damian Willis coming back plus some newcomers, uh, T.D. Roof, James Miller, Michael McFadden, and then Rayquan Jones stepping into a new role, a bigger role for him. Uh, and He looks certainly better than he has uh, in terms of, you know, his shape and uh, how his body looks. So uh, I'm excited to see how these guys perform. It's a, a big shoes to fill, but I think it can be a pretty good group that surprises people.
2: Yeah. And, and the schedule is conducive to breaking in young guys. Uh, yeah. You do start yeah. with a road game, but it's it's against the FIU. Then you bring in Virginia and Ball State, and by you know the first the end of the first quarter of the season, you should be you know pretty comfortable with these young guys who have a lot of talent uh, bringing them in. Uh, so yep. you know, it, there's been a lot of surprises at, at linebacker. I didn't foresee Micah McFadden or Thomas Allen uh, being two guys who who have impacted fall camp uh, more than I thought. And then, uh, you know, that that probably pushes out a veteran like like Mike McGinnis uh, to the side. Unfortunately, we never got to see yeah his true potential. Uh, he came in as a JUCO All-American, and, and we'll see. Maybe he he could step up and become a different make difference maker off the bench. That's something that Tom Allen is emphasizing uh, this year: is having more of a, a rotation on defense, keeping guys fresh, uh, and so that they could be there for the stretch run uh, when they need them or late in the fourth quarter in the last five minutes. So they're not gassed. So I I think overall depth on defense is, is better than last year despite losing playmakers like Chris Covington, Tigris Gales, Richard Fant, uh, Dutra fields, all those guys, Hoff on the, on the line, uh, Gooch and and Robert McCray. Uh, Let's talk about that defensive line. It's probably, I'd say, the thinnest of of the three uh, units on defense. IU has has had some attrition at that position. Juan Harris has left the program. Uh, it, it doesn't look like Lashawn Minor is, is going to play this year, or if he does, it's going to be later in the year. They haven't figured out that situation yet. Uh, so you lose two big guys inside. Uh, that'll hurt. That hurts depth. Uh, you know, Miner could have been a starter this year uh, had he come back. But you get you get Niles Sykes back on the edge. He's a guy who Mark Hagan has called the best pass rusher on the team last year. Uh, the season with a preseason injury, uh, that was extremely just disappointing and a gut punch. They was so excited to have him back. Um, mm-hmm. You have Jacob Robinson, who, who's a guy who can play both outside and inside positions. Uh, coming back for his senior year. And then uh, at the other end position, you can mix and match between Alan Stallings uh, and some other guys up there. Maybe Lance Bryant, James Ted. Uh, he, he looks the part. Uh, Charisse, uh can be out there. And then you have Gavin Everett behind. Gavin Niles Everett. Sice, who's, you know, the depth on the edge is a lot better than the depth in the middle. In the middle, you have Mike Barwick, uh, Mike Barwick, who's played his tail off. He's become a solid contributor at, uh, def- at, at the nose tackle position. Uh, he's the guy who can step in and, and give them quality repetitions. Next, Jacob Robinson at the tackle position, uh, and then you have Jamirez Bowen that needs to show that he could play. He's a he's. He's a big boy at 6'4", 316 pounds. He's a guy uh, who needs to be up there behind Robinson. You have uh, Jerome Johnson. Uh, Brandon Wilson has looked good, and then uh, you know maybe Jonathan King uh, steps in. But you're you're thin at the tackle position, where you know hopefully those guys uh, they can rotate them in you know fairly easily and give guys a rest when they need it because the middle of that defense. Uh, if somebody goes down, it, it, that that's the concern for me along that defensive line.
1: I would agree with that. I think it's definitely the biggest question mark for this defense is the interior of the line and how they'll hold up against some of these running games that I IU's going to face. Uh, that That's unquestionably the biggest issue right now uh, that needs answered. So, you know, I, I think – I think Jacob Robinson is a very good player, but I think he's a very good player, a versatile player, a reliable player. Um, You know, if if he can take his game up to the next level, um, I think that that would help immensely. And he's a guy that Indiana just cannot afford to lose because of how much he does and how kind of thin that unit is. Uh, I think Samuels was a big pickup from Syracuse. Yes, I um, forgot.
2: Caden you know, Samuels adds a little bit more depth in yeah. the middle of that defense.
1: And that that is a, a big dude. I mean, he is he's big, really yeah, big. Yeah, uh, we were. I and, was talking uh, about
2: this at, at practice with somebody. We were talking about Caleb Jones, who's the biggest person on the planet. Caden Samuels is yeah. if you took Caleb Jones and smushed him down about six or seven inches.
1: <laughs> uh, it,
2: it's the same mass, uh, just in a different wrapper.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's uh he's a, a big boy that I was a very good late addition to this roster. Um I'm not sure uh I'm not sure where he fits in the depth chart right now. Um but I'd be willing to bet he's gonna see quite a bit of playing time uh and be a pretty solid addition for this team. Uh I, I think Gavin Everett a very cool story. He recently got a scholarship uh, and had certainly earned it with his play on the field. Uh, you know, that that's kind of an interesting story about this. Gavin Everett, Mike Barwick, two guys that are going to be, you know, in the two deep on this defensive line uh, really came out of nowhere uh, to get there. And that, that's a testament to those guys and their hard work uh, to get into those positions. Uh, I, I think for the Indiana defense – To be as good as we hope it can be, uh, they have to find one or two of these guys that can beat their opposing offensive linemen man-to-man and create a pass rush. Uh, Whether that's Niles Sykes, um, James Head, Tremar Reese, Alan Stallings, uh, somebody on the interior, uh, whoever it's going to be, a couple of guys need to step up uh, and just be able to, without scheme, uh, without you know creative blitzes, which that's going to happen. That's going to be used, as I think it should, uh, to keep the defense aggressive. But without those things happening, one or two of these defensive linemen have got to be able to beat their man and get to the quarterback and create a pressure or get a sack. Uh, that's yep. That's going to be really big. And if they can, you know, Indiana's secondary is going to make this a really good pass defense uh, and make it that much harder for teams to move the ball. And, of course, if you can, you know, get teams into, uh, you know, third and medium or third and long situations by holding up against the run, uh, then then you allow for that to happen. So um, I think pass rush from the defensive line and how the D-line holds up against the run um, and and how healthy they can stay with somewhat of a uh, questionable level of depth is going to be a storyline to watch early on in the season yeah and it, it, it,
2: to me this defense it comes down to takeaways uh, you could have they've led the league i think at three and a half last year and things like yep. that you could get them to do that if you're not creating takeaways and taking the ball away from the offense it's it doesn't matter how good your defense is you've got to be able to create these takeaways put your offense in position to score uh, and on a, on short fields get your defense off the of change in momentum as well just you know the whole tenor of the game changes. Uh, when, when there are takeaways and, and turnovers and things like that, and getting to the quarterback, forcing bad throws, capitalizing on those bad throws, securing the ball, things like that, getting sack fumbles, all those things that, you know, maybe didn't go IU's way last year, having, uh, fumbles called back for the targeting penalties or an interception called back yeah. for a holding penalty, um, stuff like that having referees steal interceptions and, and takeaways maybe that uh, turn turns I use ways uh, this year uh, you know a ball that's bouncing on the ground fumble wise maybe bounces the other way this year those are the takeaways that I need to get they need to put put have the opponents put the ball on the ground throw the ball up for grabs and, and go take it because as I said on our offensive preview this team needs to be aggressive they want to get to six yep. gonna have to take a few shots they're gonna to have to be aggressive and go get it. The six wins is not gonna be given to them. It's never gonna be given to them. They have to go get it, and that's you know part of the defense too. It's not bend, don't break. I'd rather see them try and take a shot, getting after the quarterback and get burned on the deep ball once, um, once a while, than sit back and just get you know death by a thousand paper cuts. Uh, so amen. The defense, I think the depth is a little bit. Uh, the, team, the team depth on defense is a little bit deeper. The overall talent, I think, might be a little bit better, but you have to replace some All American talent in Tigris Scales and some NFL talent uh, there as well with Chris Covington, who's now playing with the Cowboys. Uh, and then you have Rossard Fant. And Fant didn't have a great year last year either, but. You know, we'll see. He's still a guy who who was a leader on the defense, made some big plays, and that's what needs to be that that's what needs to be replaced. And you know, Nate Hoff is they're going to miss him. He was a real good player in the middle, yeah, big, yeah. strong guy, country strong, uh, who, who could clog up the middle of a offensive line and allow guys on the outside to get to the quarterback. So. We'll see. I, I'm excited. I can't wait to see this team get on the field because I'm I'm kind of tired of watching practice. Because I need to see this team go up against somebody else. Because right yep. now I think they I think they look good. Um, I, I feel pretty comfortable with this team going into the season. I need to see them play somebody else just to confirm uh, my beliefs and things like that. So there is some news. Uh, TJ, that is probably going to come out tomorrow. Uh, so everybody needs to, to keep follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle. Um, we'll have Riley kind down at, at coaching av- availability. Tom Allen hinted at the quarterback situation on Monday uh, when I was down there. He said he wanted to have a decision made before Saturday, before their mock game. Uh, his next and only availability before Saturday is tomorrow morning. Uh, keep an eye out. I expect the quarterback decision to be made tomorrow. I don't know who it will be. I, I have no idea, uh, and I don't want to speculate on it either. Uh, but that decision I expect to come out tomorrow, and we'll have a full reaction to it. I'm excited to see who they pick. I, I think all three guys can bring something different to the table. All three guys – Uh, Whoever wins this job will have earned it Uh, because all three guys have put in the work. They've looked, uh, they've looked. All three have looked really good at at times. All three have struggled something at some time, Uh, but they're probably in better shape this year, quarterback than they were last year. Regardless of who's starting, Uh, so give us a follow on Twitter at Hoosier underscore Huddle and at HoosierHuddle dot com.
1: Yeah, are, are you still of the opinion that, uh, I, I won't say all three, but multiple quarterbacks see the field week one, regardless of who they name as the starter?
2: I would expect all three of them, uh, to be honest. Uh, okay. You know, FIU is a yeah. team that that you should be able to get out to a, to a lead against uh, and feel comfortable playing all three guys. I, I don't think – and the guy who you probably wouldn't play is – if you had to choose but he's a guy who needs to play you need to see what you have in him yep. you need to see um you know is he a guy who let's play the first four games and see where we are we're at with the the red shirt rule or if he impresses enough roll with it um and yep. you know because everybody who's concerned about a guy transfer, Brandon Dawkins is gone after this year anyway. So you're still back down to two guys. I don't think Peyton Ramsey's the kind of kid who's going to quit on himself at IU. He wants to start a Big 10 school and you could run a two quarterback system with Ramsey and Penix. They bring it. They, they have enough of a difference in them uh, to where you could run both of them. Uh, uh, Ramsey is a coach's son. He, he, knows how to handle himself, and he played in that situation last year, played well in that situation last year. So maybe that's what you do for the future. Uh, but everybody saying, oh, you're going to run. We've seen this this movie before with Sudfeld and Camp Kaufman and Trey Roberson. It's totally different this time. I, I don't expect them to run somebody off or chase anybody away. Uh, another thing with the quarterback room is, IU cannot play for 2021. You cannot bank on a fifth yep, year exactly. from Michael Penix. This team needs to win now. They need to win six games this year. It's imperative. It's not, Tom Allen's not going anywhere. It's not going to cost him his job if he goes five and seven. It's not going to make his seat hot. What it's going to do is take all the momentum away from this program. They'll be dead in the water. They need six wins. They can't worry about 2019. They can't worry about 2020. They can't worry about 2021. Uh, that narrative, I, I, I think, is wrong. If you're, if you're a journalist coming in thinking, oh, we've got to save Pennix for 2021, I'm sorry, you need to go cover another sport. Uh, Indiana needs to win this year. They need to get six wins. They need to go to a bowl game, and they probably need to win that bowl game. Uh, Because they're at that point. They have enough talent. You can't always land these guys from Florida. You can't bank on recruiting if you're not going to cash in at some point. IU has to cash in uh, this year to continue all the momentum that Kevin Wilson built up on the field and Tom Allen has built up in recruiting down south.
1: Yep, I 100% agree with that. And I'm, I'm of the opinion that, you know, preparing for the future and getting better for the future and also, making your team better in the present are not uh mutually exclusive; they can happen at the same time um, yeah I, I don't think that you have to uh sacrifice one to uh, make good on the other and I think Indiana's in a spot where uh you can prepare for the future while also uh you know doing what's best for your team today. but the first priority for Indiana. Uh, and for this coaching staff, is to get to a bowl game. Um, Fair or not, that is the number one goal for this year, uh, in my opinion. Uh, And I think you do whatever you need to do to make that happen. Uh, If that means that, you know, Michael Penix uh, plays more than originally anticipated, uh, so be it. I mean, I, I am for... At quarterback and every other position, Indiana has to play the guys to give this team the best chance mm-hmm. to win that game. So the to, to players to play against Ford International, you've got to play the players that give you the best chance to win that game. And then in week two, you do the same thing. And in week three, you do the same thing. And overall, as a, as a goal, it has to be how can we put our team in a position to win this week? And you do everything possible to do that and make that happen. Uh, and that's really the only goal for the coaching staff, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, it's if you could, if you get to bold then you can start recruiting. You know those guys. I, I, I was on a podcast earlier with Brian Tonsoni, and we talked about Northwest, and he yep. took the the angle that. After all these 10-win seasons, Northwestern always has one of these years they go back to 500. But I took the view of, well, they're building up to that 10-win season. They bring in these these freshmen, develop them. They show out as seniors. You get one of those 9, 10, 8, 9, 10-win seasons. They graduate. You kind of regress back to the mean while you're building up the next few classes. As long as you're still going to bowl games, they're going to recruit pretty well, get good players in there. What you're not going to do is, oh, we got to sit on panics because maybe he'll be really, really good in 2021. Well, newsflash: if he's really, really good and as good as people say and think he is, he's not going to be here in 2021 anyway. Um, he, you know, big, strong-armed lefty quarterback. Somebody's going to take a flyer on him. He may leave. He may leave early. Uh, but that's all speculation. You can't plan for 2021 because it's not guaranteed. Uh, His senior year is not guaranteed. He could also blow out a knee or something like that. So you're right, TJ. This year, it's all about getting six, at least six. The schedule sets up for that. Uh, They they have to be aggressive in that. You cannot take the safe bet and uh, say, hey, we got to save Michael Penix uh, for his fifth, fifth year because that fifth year is not guaranteed.
1: Right. Yeah. And it, you know, uh, I think the red shirt rule that we talked about. You know, I think um, you know when do you use those four games? Uh, who do you play for more than four? Uh, who are guys that are far enough away that you can't use them in four games? Even that they're not they're not ready for that. It would not be beneficial for them or the team to see the field for four games. You know, you've got to figure all that out as a coaching staff. Um, Michael Penix is a guy that I happen to believe is is talented enough and seemingly, in my eyes, ready uh, to help the team win this season, which means I'd be stunned if he only played four (laughs) games, to be honest. Uh, I I, I don't see him as being one of those players. I don't see Jalen Williams being one of those guys, Reese Taylor, uh, Cam Jones, uh, James Miller, you know, there's there's a a number of true freshmen in this class that I don't think are going to only see the field for four games because I think that they have the ability to help Indiana achieve their goals this season, and that's what it's going to be about. So um, yeah, you know, I I think it's I think we're both uh, everyone on our staff I know is um, you know really excited to get this thing going. Uh, we've loved all our preview content, but to be honest. I think we're all ready to focus on an opponent, focus on our week one content, get this offseason over with, get the preview stuff over with. Let's play some football.
2: Yep. We have a couple more previews coming out. Tight end preview uh, by Riley should be posted tomorrow. I'll have the special teams preview. That's another interesting battle, TJ. We didn't get really to talk Uh about it. Uh, I'll talk about it in the preview. They have a heck of a punter in – in Hayden Whitehead, they have a heck of a long snapper and Dan Godsell drew Conrad's steady holder where they're going to need the battle is that kicker. They bring in uh, Charles Campbell who was a uh, army all American played in the U.S. army all American game looked like he kind of struggled has been solid in camp, but he's battling it out with Logan justice and Jared Smoller Allen's attitude on this is they're not going to have the same kickoff guy as field goal guy. They want to save people's legs, have as strong of a leg as possible towards the end of the year for everything. Uh, and, and trust me, I, I punted in high school. The season wasn't as long, but there comes a time where it hits. It just hits you uh, and it hits you in a wall going, hold on. Why? You know, the ball doesn't come off your foot as well. It's just, I, I don't want to say overuse, but you just get, just get tired. Um, and I think going with, a kickoff specialist would really help them. Uh, they could do some funky stuff with with a left-handed kicker with Justice uh, and a right-handed kicker on kickoffs with, with Jared Smoller. So you can really start tweaking things. Where it gets interesting, really, and especially with the redshirt rule, is when you go on the road in conference games and it can only travel with you know seventy some odd kids. You know who do you bring? Do you bring three kickers? Do you bring two kickers? Uh, you know which redshirt or, fr- or which true freshman are you bringing? Who matches up well? Who gives you the best chance to win that day? Uh, and it, it really becomes almost like a, a fantasy baseball type of who are we play in this day, and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it's and, and special teams. The, we'll see if if Jay Sean Harris. I don't think he's going to return punts. I don't think they risk it. He's been it looked really good on offense. I think they stay with him there. Try to avoid those. Unabated hits uh, that the punt the punt game uh, gives up and, and and stuff like that. So we'll see. They do have some explosive players. I, I'd like to see Reese Taylor return punts. He's a guy who can make a guy miss and go. Wop Fillier, I think would be yep. fantastic on kickoffs. Cole Guesses would be good on kickoffs. Uh, and they have a lot of explosive guys now to where they get they can block well, get through the trash. You're no longer, you know, just saying, oh, we're going to start at the 15. Um, You also have the new kickoff rule where you can catch the ball inside the 25 and it acts like a touchback. I think that rule is going to be overstated. Either teams are going to squib kick or you're saying, you know what, I see a hole, let's get out to 30, 35, maybe 40-yard line if they're going to kick it short and high uh, and things like that. So it will be real interesting on special teams. I'll go in-depth on that. Uh, this weekend, and then TJ, we are finally into game week. FIU, we have some cool new stuff coming out for FIU. Uh, I, I met with the guy, uh, our team down in, in Bloomington last night. We went over our, our preseason uh, content stuff and our regular season content stuff, and I, I'm really excited to see the work that they put in, and and you guys put in, and all the stuff that we put out. So. We're ready. We're here. We are a week away. A week from tonight will be the eve, um, the eve of college football, major college football yep. coming back with, with Purdue Northwestern.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, uh, certainly can't wait. I know we're all ready. And I know the fans out there are, are certainly ready. <laughs> Our next podcast will be a, uh, week one preview. So, a uh, game week podcast. So, um, yeah, you know, we're we're ready to rock and roll and uh I look forward to everybody listening in for our week one uh, podcast. I feel we do uh, as good a job as anyone out there of opponent analysis and game preview stuff, so looking forward to, to getting into that again. And uh just wanna thank everybody for listening to the off season podcast and uh hope that continues all season for us and you know, hopefully this is as fun a season as we're uh, we're kinda wanting it to be.
2: Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for listening, guys. Tune in next week as we preview FIU. I know way too much about FIU football for somebody who's not an FIU fan. <laughs> um, they're real. It's going to be a real interesting team to play. Anyway, yeah. follow us on Twitter, at Hoosier underscore huddle. Keep coming back to Hoosierhuddle.com. Enjoy your last free weekend. Get your honey-do list done uh, and, and things like that. And, and come back next week. We're ready for football.
0: Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen.